to get in the spot in this gym. Not there. That's gotta, that, I don't want to speak front. in the spot that says jam up. You know how I feel about that. Okay. I, I, I made it Mike too. Okay. Uh, yeah, well, that's one thing. But it still says jam up, which you know. But I got cookies. Uh, Does that make things no, better? No, it's oatmeal. But they're monster cookies. Yeah, well, monster oatmeal cookies. I don't know. That means they're, yeah, they're big. Oatmeal. That means a lot of oatmeal in oatmeal, there. Oatmeal, peanut butter. I don't like peanut butter. Oh, who the? What, what I'm not a peanut butter guy. Fine, no. Dude, yeah, they are all yours. You got like the worst cookie. No, I. Uh, you know what the worst kind of cookie is? What? No bakes. Yeah, I would agree. I'm not a big fan. No of No bakes are awful, man. That oats when you don't. When they're not even. If you can't dunk it. Well, it's it's, just, like it's so grainy, like and gritty, like it's. It, yeah. I don't get it. I do like the no bakes. Do you ever have the ones with like the chow mein noodles, like the little crispy like chow mein noodles? And usually, it's like a caramel or like a. No. Like Chow a butterscotch. Yeah, really? those are like a different kind of no-bakes. Those aren't bad. Never had those. But the regular no-bakes with the oatmeal, man, that's just gross. The no-bakes, to me, it's just fudge with like oatmeal in it. Just That's the raw oatmeal? Who wants that? It's green? Ugh. I don't want that. I mean, I like oatmeal and oatmeal cookies, but no Actually, I don't cookies. hate oatmeal cookies. Actually, whole, peanut butter no-bakes are all right, but you're not a fan of peanut butter, so. No, no, not. I mean, I don't understand that. Well, here's the other thing, though. I'm lactose intolerant, so peanut butter makes you thirsty for some milk. And I can't do it. Uh, I can't see, do it. Milk does, doesn't. I loved milk as a kid. Like I love cereal. Yeah. Any like I said, if I could dunk it or whatever cereal, it's just like eating cookies and milk a lot. I still you know can I mean? maybe do enough milk in a bowl of cereal, and it might be a, a little gassy. Yeah. Full glass of milk though, you oh, can't hang out with Jim. No, and it's I, bad. I'm a I'm a eat cereal at night sort of guy. Yeah. So I wake up in the morning. Oh man. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't that doesn't that suck? No, not good. And I tried soy milk for a while, but like it's, that's what everybody so says. Good. But like I feel like it, I don't know. They say soy is not good for you, especially if it's, That's it's not genetically good for you. modified. And then soy. they said the almond milk is good, but almond milk is expensive as it shit. Is, it's delicious it though, and that it has is, it's is. good, but it has a weird aftertaste. You can't cook with almond milk; it makes everything taste sweet. Right? Yeah. But I can see I can cook with regular milk because usually it ends up being boiled and all that. So that's true. Like I make like macaroni and cheese, and with I mean, what's cheese? Cheese usually doesn't bother me. It's yeah. just the regular milk. But, but cheese, I like cheese too much too. Maybe it does bother me, and I just don't want to. Yeah, that's true. Maybe everybody else knows us. We'd be like, motherfucker, just ate a bunch of cheese, uh, yeah. like, <laughs> and we just don't even care. <laughs> like we recognize, like when we drink the milk, we like, well, I'm not gonna be around people. It's bad. Yeah. I used to get a milkshake every once in a while from. Uh, Little ice cream shop in town, the Dairyette in East Canton. I know, I know we, the name. We, the boys, when we have we play baseball, we take them from ice cream if they want it. Like they went, they lost like two games the entire year one year. So we went to a lot of ice cream. And some days it's like 80, 85 degrees out there, and you're out there coaching. I mean, we're not like actively like running, but you're out there. It's hot, you know. And we're in. You get to the ice cream stand. You're like you know what, man? I don't even care. Give me that milkshake. Yeah, I'll just sit on the toilet for a while tonight. Yeah, it's dude, fine. It's worth it. Those are the best days for it, man. Oh, they're perfect. great in that moment, but like an hour. Or two down the road. If oh, you're, you're gonna, still I, know, outside, I pay for it. Right? I pay for it every time, but it's okay. Oh shit! Well, what talk, a great intro to the uh, show. Talking about guess, milk and man. poop, man. Yeah, There's nothing better to talk about. Well, they go hand in hand, I guess. Uh, with that said, uh, this is Ohio Rescast number. Oh, we did not look up what we number it not, is. Man, it's, it's been, been too long. Way I'm gonna too long. guess twenty three. This, this we, has become a game at the I beginning of we, every episode. I, I know. I think we knocked out. A couple the last time we were here, so I'm guessing 23. Yeah. Pull it up. Wait, this, yeah. this is some dead air where we're pulling it up on our yeah, phones. Yeah, I'm thinking. No, I had to think right. what app I wanted to use to look it up. I've, Apple Podcasts, I think, probably keeps track of us the best. Oh, uh, you're right. You're right. Uh, let's see here. Oh, no, I don't want to play it. Uh, no, we're at 21. 21, 21. Yeah. The last one was number 20 where we talked about... AEW, which you know, we always see what we're talking uh, right. about. Yeah, AEW and the current state yeah. of wrestling. That's right. So we're at right. 2021. 20, we're legal. old enough to drink, sir. We're old there to drink. It is. Uh, last episode, we yeah, actually I got a Gatorade in front of me, but that's okay. Yeah. Oh no, I got, I got a pop. So we're we're, we're we're staying we're staying straight edge on our 21st. We birthday. are. Yeah. Maybe all, the 22nd all will be bad. 22nd, we're grown up and we're ready to go. But uh, yeah, we we introduced we we debuted the T-shirt, which neither one of us are wearing. I actually so. am. I got it underneath, but it's there but it's it but it's cold out. Today, oh, but, uh, gotcha. I'm rocking oh. the OWC. That's actually the fucked up one too. So yeah, see, I actually turned the chair into the. You, yeah, that, that's pretty slick looking. Yeah. I like that. Uh, no, I am wearing it, but yeah, man, it's one of the coldest days we've had in a while. So I'm. Oh man, doing, yeah, doing, cool. doing the hoodie deal today. After some very warm ones that I enjoyed very much. So. Yeah, the OWC shirt. I've worn it to work. I've worn it to shows. It's getting some looks. Yeah, so, yeah, man. It's a like, no. Anytime I actually do go out, I put on like an OWC <laughs> shirt or a jam up shirt or something. We put the jam up shirt on. It never 
Spurs gonna wonder where it's at. You guys have been on a longer hiatus. I than know. Us. I know. I see it. I'm I'm one of two. Well, I'm man, always here. Well, the, the holidays <laughs> are the holidays, man. It's a busy no, time for everybody. Shit, busy, shit busy, stressful time. Uh, busy in the wrestling world too. Like, uh, I mean, there is some shows that run close to Christmas. I think it's kind of foolish, you know. Yeah. You, got, you know, you figure, you know, families are a little more cash strapped. Uh, families are busy. Uh, hell, a lot of the wrestlers are busy. I mean, there was a show that was on, uh, whatever day of the week it was, thirteenth or fourteenth was a Saturday, and I had the family Christmas party. I'm like, you know, yeah, man, I ain't gonna be able to make that. Yeah. So, Christmas time. It's kind of slows down in the wrestling world, slows down the podcast world. People have shit to do. For sure. Oh, yeah. A bunch of the podcasts I listened to weren't on for a few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, they didn't come on until, like, the following year. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we are here now. About, uh, took us a couple months, but we are here now with (laughs) plenty to talk about. Yep. Um... Yeah, why don't you explain what this episode is going to be all about? Well, this one we're going to do our very first, uh, guest caller, and this is actually our very first guest, uh, that's in the wrestling business as well. We're going to have a longtime friend of mine, uh, Jeff Traxler, who is the owner and promoter of Mega Championship Wrestling. Uh, as soon as we wrap up here, I'm going to get him on the horn. And he has a really important event that he wants to promote. But then while we have him, we're going to uh, we're going to talk shop with him for a little while. You figure you got a guy who's been in the business for 22 years now. A lot to talk about. And, yeah. Um, I know when I was sharing my story, the fact that I broke in 2002, 2003, a lot of people, a lot of like the guys I even talk to in the locker rooms, will love to talk about. Like it seemed like it's such, it seems like a whole other era of independent wrestling. Where we are, 2020, where it really does. It seems like a new independent promotion popping up everywhere. Yeah. Back then, it was completely different, and uh, you know, Jeff, I'm sure we'll have some stories about how it was even more different prior to me getting in. So I think we'll have some really good stories to tell. Cool. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm psyched. I'm, I'm ready. You ready? Well, so, with that being said, we're gonna fire it up right now. Here, let's uh. Let's get him on the horn. Oh, Captain! Hello. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you? Uh, we're doing good, man. We got you on the air here. Uh, as, as you know, I am your first mate, Wilbur Whitlock, but I'm here with my uh, co-host, the leader of this ship, Mark. Mark, meet Jeff. Say hello. What's up, man? It's nice to meet you. Thanks for doing the show. Absolutely. So what are we up to this evening, Captain? You guys running uh, practice up there in Elyria here soon? All right, we're right on. Well, we won't keep you too long. Uh, but what I'm going to do now, though, Jeff, is uh, we already mentioned that you guys have the big Crown Prince event coming up on the 25th. Uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to lay out and just really let you take a couple minutes, uh, tell everybody what the event is all about, why it's happening, and why this is uh, obviously a, a very special, very meaningful event. Um, it's a little bit out of the norm for us, but you 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 know yeah, yeah. you you. Um, have more details and and know you know how much we want to talk about um so i'm just gonna lay out and kind of let you cover it talk about the event and uh yeah man the floor is yours for a few minutes all right um well um what uh, what we have going on is um the event is called crown prince uh and it's uh got the tagline of a night for brandon bruce uh and who brandon is is um he's the son of Brandon and Xavier, who your listeners might know from um, being uh, uh, Brandon being active um, on the local scene for, oh man, I want to say maybe 16 years now. Yeah, he's been around as, as long as I have, yeah, I think 03 or so, so you're looking at 16, 17 yeah, years, yeah. yeah. So, um, so Brandon is Brandon is the son of Brandon, and unfortunately, um, at the beginning of December, um, Brandon was tragically killed, and um, what we wanted to do was um, myself and the locker room just wanted to uh, have a night and put on a show for um, both to help the family with the i can't imagine all the expenses that they have um and just kind of come together for um uh brandon xavier and family um and and that's what it's about we don't want it to be a um we don't want it to be like a a depressing of an event because that's not what um that's not what little brandon was all about um he was an absolute 
uh, great, great kid. Um, you know, awesome to everybody, um, helped everybody out. And so we just want to have a night for him, um, have some fun, do it the way, the best way we know how, which is professional wrestling. And um, the uh, proceeds from the event are going to go to uh, to the family. And, and nice. I can speak up for us, you know, personally. Anytime that we do any sort of, you know, whether it's a benefit show or a memorial show, you nailed it when you said fun. Like this is a night to just have some good fun professional wrestling. You know, it's not a, it's not really a show where this is the, the you know, a big heated storyline and this guy is ready to, you know, to just destroy this other guy. It's more get really good, solid professional wrestling matches, but just really entertaining. I mean, you know, as, as anybody who knows us knows that, uh, that's pretty much where the captain and the first mate get together is from different benefit shows where we just, we go out and just be as goofy as we possibly can because the, the storyline continuity does not matter. It's just, it's about giving the fans a great show for the evening. Right. Absolutely. Um, so is there anything else going on? You said the proceeds from the event. So I was the ticket prices, uh, any sort of raffles or any donated items oh, or anything yeah, like absolutely, that? Absolutely. We're, uh, we're working on, uh, you know, of course we're going to have the, um, the, you can't have a professional wrestling show without a 50, 50 raffle. So of course we'll have that. Um, and then there'll be, uh, there'll be other things too. We're getting local donations and, um, different things to raffle off. Um, so that that will definitely definitely be there um and then of course all you know all your favorite wrestling merchandise nice and then uh i if you didn't get it already let's go ahead and hammer that home it is january 25th and what is the address and what's the bell time uh january 25th uh the address is at st john's gym which is uh basically mega's home and it has been for Oh, for the for the better part of our 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 run, uh, and that's at eleven forty West River Road North in Elyria, and the zip there is four four zero three five. Um, doors open at six. Um, we'll have we usually will have a match or two for you before the card starts, and then uh, the main card starts, and then we usually get rolling about six forty five with with the main card. And uh, I'll personally testify that you know Mega runs an excellent, just very, very, very professionally ran show. You get a lot of times with uh, other independent promotions where if you say it's a seven o'clock bell time and and the, and the first match is until seven forty-five, and the, I mean there's none of that there. It's a very, <laughs> very, very professionally ran show, and there's uh, no reason to be scared off otherwise. That's that's the the bane of professional wrestling is is starting on time, man. And I, you know, I don't I don't fault anybody for that because I understand like it's, you know, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna start at six thirty, at six twenty seven, fifteen different things will go wrong <laughs> that you have to attend to, and then people are wondering why the doors aren't open. So I understand it. Well, isn't that the truth? Well, you know, we'll use this as our segue just to talk to you for a little bit, Jeff. Uh, I was telling Mark, um, you know, when I shared my story on the podcast, I mentioned breaking in in 2002, 2003, uh, just how different the landscape of indie wrestling was back then. Now, Mega, you oh, started Mega in 1998, correct? Yes. Man, yes. So just go ahead and just, I'll lay out and let you kind of tell us. What inspired you just to get into the wrestling business period? And what really inspired you to look into running independent shows. I mean, again, in 1998, I, I would imagine you could count the indie promotions in Ohio on less than, on two hands. Like, I, I don't think there was more than 10. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I would really have to think about it, but you're probably right. Um, there, there couldn't have been that many, but I mean, I mean, my story's pretty much like everybody else's. I think like, you know, one way or another, you came across, professional wrestling um mine is uh you know watching saturday morning cartoons flipping around and then you know you're flip, flipping channels and all of a sudden here i come across a spoiler and mr wrestling 2 and tommy rich and buzz sawyer and i'm like who are these guys you know look at look at you know look at their superhero outfits you know and i was i was hooked on that man and i've you know 
just any wrestling that I could watch or, you know, I discovered the magazines I could read about. You know, I bought every month I bought Inside Wrestling, The Wrestler, Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Wrestling Superstars, you know. Bothered, um, the, bothered the shit out of your parents at the uh, grocery store or oh, the department oh store. Oh, my God. Because oh, you'd exactly. always have to stop by those magazine racks. and then, Yeah. <laughs> Right, right. And uh, so, you know, and, and so, uh, you know, I never thought like uh, there was any way I was ever going to, you know, become a professional wrestler or a promoter or anything like that. Because like you said, the landscape just wasn't like, you know, you could go on the Internet and look up and OK, here's a school. But I mean, you know, everybody knew like. You know, there was the Wild Samoan Training Center. You know, you could go there. Or there was the Monster Factory. You could go there. They talk I mean, about, like, Killer Kowalski you know, School. Like, if there was a school big enough well, that they would talk well, about it. But even then, that seemed like just another world away. Right, exactly. And so, um, probably around, oh, man, it might have been, like... Um, 89 90 like i discovered like that there were such thing as independent wrestling promotions mm-hmm. um like uh they would uh, they would come come here maybe every six months or so you know um and i got to see like the samoans and dominic Danucci and ox baker and all that and then then i found out that there was a promotion like right here in uh where Elyria is in lorraine county there was another promotion in another city and, um, you know, I wanted to get into wrestling, but I thought, ah, I could never, you know, I could never be a wrestler. So, I, you know, I offered like, Hey, you know, I'll, uh, sell hot dogs, you know, I'll pick guys up at the airport, I'll set up chairs. And I kind of got, you know, kind of got blown off and it, it, it made me mad at the time, but then knowing what I know now, like it was more closed off and, you know, you know, you, you'll know what I mean, Wilbur, where, you couldn't just go to the wrestling school and say, I want to be a wrestler. No, not at all. And and I would go to the local indie shows where I grew up and, and I, and I really do, Jeff, I try to relate like as I'm, as I'm performing in front of, you know, kids, I try to relate, you know, to what I was when I was a kid that, you know, these guys in the ring, like they don't know that I'm just a, Joe Schmo that's working the 40 hours trying to get by and you know but to them in there I'm a professional wrestler like they don't see it in that light that and we have become way more accessible I mean that's just what the business has become we have to become more accessible to the fans if we try to shut them out yeah that's evolved we try to shut them out completely um, you know they'll just turn against us and not want to support the product but you're right you couldn't you know if you if you were just wide eyed and bushy tailed and tried to walk up to you know your favorite wrestler and say I want to be a pro wrestler they'll give you the oh, you can do anything you want there tiger you know like it wasn't really an in uh, <laughs> but so you're saying you just, you want to you know sell hot dogs do anything you can to get in and you're going to the local shows that are coming around Elyria um, how did you finally you know really get evolved to the point where you yeah i can do well, this i can get I was, wrestling together uh, i was uh i was an idiot with uh with good credit and an internet connection <laughs> uh and i oh man nobody had that in 98 brother right <laughs> yeah. right so i <laughs> found uh you know i i met people in the wrestling business um uh, online that uh you know were willing to help and i managed to um, use my my credit cards to. They would they would have loved um, you, if you if you could right. secure a loan if you can get us a building, yeah they you, they they would have loved. They, that's when they welcome you with open arms, Jeff. Right, uh, he's got a credit card and he's, he's <laughs> he doesn't know what he's doing. But uh, and, and, uh, and I'll admit, man, it's it was the it was probably the totally wrong way to do it. Uh, but luckily. Um, the people that I decided to trust with this took care of me, you know? Um, so, um, so the, the first show that I ever ran ended up drawing about 31 people. Okay. Uh, Now this, and and this is 98. This is the attitude era. Monday night wars wrestling literally had never been hotter. So this just shows you how tough it was Um, to get an independent promotion off the ground. Right. And see, I had, you know, I had lofty goals. So, uh, this first show that I was going to run, it was going to be at the Agora in Cleveland, which mm-hmm. some people might recognize now is where NXT Absolutely. Uh, will stop at when they come through Cleveland. So that's where this first show was going to be, and we were going to be huge and everything, and um, 
the um, the person that was in charge there at the time didn't understand how much of a walk-up business professional wrestling was. Sure. So when when he's seeing, you know, previous to this show, there's only this many sold. You know, he's he wanted to pull the plug on it. And, sure. You know, so uh, so he did, and, and you know, one thing led to another. Comedy of errors ended up at a different venue, but um, you know. Looking looking back on that, it probably could have been a lot better than what it was if he would have let that go through. But I mean, you know, the I always tell everybody the one thing that I did learn that from that experience was when you're the, especially when you're the promoter, whatever you promise, you have to deliver because you only get that one shot with the locker room that they have your trust. And, and even then, you know? and this is the earlier stages of the internet. And again, there's not nearly as many other workers and promoters around, but you're right. What you're saying is if you, if you run a show that bombs, which by all accounts it did, but yet you didn't come oh, through absolutely. with, you didn't come through with the money for the wrestlers or, you know, and if you did, or if you didn't, you know, if the show was just a complete debacle, Hey, there, the show can have a low draw, but still be a good show. And then hopefully that word of mouth will spread and, and, and you pick up from there, but you're right. Once you lose that reputation, and man, we could we could sit here for the next hour just listing off how many one or two shop promoters that we've known just just in Northeast Ohio, because a lot you know, of Wilbur, it's about it's, it's about that time because you know it's tax it's, time. Uh, it's tax season time, so. and you get that. We use anybody who thinks they know more. And here's the thing, Jeff, I've, I've been in this for you know, 17, 18 years. I have no interest in running a professional wrestling show because <laughs> anybody who actually does know, knows that it's, it's, it's an insane amount of work. You're just definitely going to lose a lot of money before you make money. And like you said, you have to keep your reputation on the line. You have to take your lumps and get that low draw where you got no money coming in. You have to pay all the boys, pay your rent and keep your reputation going. And then, have the balls to try it again. I mean, it's it's a lot to take on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, I think I've told you this before, too. I've had people look at me cross-eyed when they come up and they say, hey, I want to become a professional wrestling promoter. What's your advice? And I say, don't. Well, yeah, don't. Well, then on top well, of all well, that, Jeff, if you, you know, give you everybody their best advice you can, and then they, and then you're going to have, which we don't, we want to put over uh, that that fast food Mexican restaurant sack of shit on our podcast. But you know, <laughs> people are literally trying to come in and take over your building. So, I mean, how much good advice do you want to give? Right, right. But I mean, you know, it, it's it's if knowing what I know now in 2020, I wouldn't try to start a professional wrestling promotion. No, and it seems like everybody does. It seems like in this age of the internet too, is everybody. And now, and here, I'm going to be guilty of it because I hope we have a podcast where we criticize, you know, mainstream wrestling. But it feels like everybody, everybody's idea is the best idea. And if they had a ring and they had promotion, they would have exactly what pro wrestling needs to be. When in reality, yeah, yeah, you're. It's a long you, shot. It's a long you shot. Know what, Wilbur, that's exactly that's exactly what I thought when I when I was gonna you know when I was gonna start too. So. You know that that doesn't that doesn't change. Everybody everybody thinks that, or they wouldn't. Do sure, it. but in you know, twenty plus years ago, you were hitting a pretty new market. Now I'm I'm pretty sure JT was around at that point, correct? And, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. he was around. But other than that, you had a you know it was a pretty open market for you to say, hey, I can put on a professional wrestling show. Again, wrestling was really really hot at that time. It would have you know on top of Absolutely. on top of you doing what you you know, love to do what you, you aspired to do. It was something that seemed like it would be kind of easy money at that point. Everybody was watching wrestling. I was in high school in, you know, 98, 99 and like, man, everybody watched wrestling, the, the jocks, the nerds, the preps, the, the burnouts, everybody. If you, if you threw a crotch chop in school, everybody knew what you were doing. Yeah. The DX. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it was, it seemingly it would be a lucrative business. Um, just a couple questions on getting started. So how did you develop a, a talent roster right off the rip? Again, this is way back in the day where it's not, you know, you couldn't, you just couldn't pull up a guy's clip on YouTube and say, Hey, I want to grab this guy. It didn't exist. So, you know, what kind of connections did you have to make to, to start developing your talent roster off the rip? I mean, that, that, that to start off with, it was it was on like I, what we had said, you know, it was kind of on the internet and made you know made some connections here and there. Um, but by chance, uh, I was getting um, 
my car looked at at uh, I don't know I don't know if you guys have them where where you're at, but we have to get in Lorain County. We have to get the e check for your car, which is basically just a big scam. They the, the emissions, car, yeah, they yeah, it's a yeah, yeah it's a big scam. We don't have it luckily, but yes, sure. Um, so I'm going there, and one of the guys that was working there noticed, you know, I had some kind of wrestling related something I was wearing that day, and he started asking me a few questions about wrestling, and then he said, "Oh, I have a ring set up in Lorraine." Well, of course, that was you know music to my ears. Where's this at, and how soon can I come there? And um. Basically, I, I got there, and it was literally like, um, shack would be too nice of a word, <laughs> uh, but it had a ring in it, um, and I said, oh, well, who, who are the students? Oh, he had one student at the time, uh, and that was someone you know very well, and that would be Killer Chris Cole. Right, we're going to be talking Ooh. plenty of Chris Cole as we go along here, but... <laughs> yeah, so, um, it, it was... Chris and myself were, were the only students, um, and he had one uh, one guy that was was his was his trainer, um, uh, and that that was it. Well, we said, "Well, you got to have more than this." So we basically became his marketing, um, got a few more students together, and that would that's where your um, you know your Gabe Knight and your your Spence Slater and your Mad Dog Manson mm-hmm. um, that were kind of like some of the some of the uh, stalwarts of mega came from and that's so, that's um, actually how i learned about mega like and uh you know i, I trained with shasta and we're running our shows at bb mclean's and uh i seen chris cole babies. wearing an mcw shirt but it wasn't our mcw shirt mm-hmm. and again right, now right. and this is 2002 so now you know everybody has you know the internet you're probably even out of dial up at that point but it wasn't again the the google search it wasn't that easy as i mentioned you just didn't go on there and google wrestling schools near me you can do that now but you couldn't do that then and so like i had never heard of mega but i i didn't know that kevin's mcw was running and that was in my home county so cole was wearing an mcw shirt and he and i just talked to him and and again uh spence and arrow and gabe knight and those guys were all down there um eight pock was down there um Uh yeah and and so i start talking and like the idea that there was more independent wrestling (laughs) just blew my mind because i mean i knew cleveland all pro and i knew hwa and honestly those were the only independent promotions that i'd even heard of in ohio at that point so then we started talking about you know cole would talk about mega and some of those guys and everything and that's how i learned about your your product at that point but even then in 2002 there was probably more than 10 but probably not 20 independent promotions in ohio you know it's just it's it's amazing how quickly for better or for worse that independent (laughs) wrestling exploded right It it just sprouts up everywhere now well, uh, you know, I got we got some questions uh, from some friends, but you know, I'll leave it to you now. Let, before we do that, let's talk. You know, we talked a lot about starting up. Let's talk about you know the current product. I know uh, we talked about Charles uh, Brandon X. Um, he's he took over you know booking the show for you uh, a few years yep. back, and also took over the school. And I got to tell you, man, every single one of your students that I've met and had a you know a worthwhile conversation with. Great, great, great kids. Great kids with you know a lot of humility uh, and a lot of potential. So I, I can't put over the job that Charles has done up at the school. Um, so we we'll talk a little bit more about your current product and you know the last couple of years and the direction that you've taken Mega. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I have to tell you that's honestly um, the hardest but best decision I ever made was to say, okay, here you t- you take care of this because. Uh, now, when you're when you're a promoter, you're you take care of everything from booking the building, buying the concessions, you know, putting the car together. Uh, Which you you've know, been you've been sure fortunate to have a good home base, but I mean, you guys run the you know the baseball sh- the, the the rock and wrestling show in uh, North Ridgeville. You guys run the Kalahari show every year, so you guys do a lot of cool stuff otherwise so right. i mean it's right. fortunate to have you a know, nice home building but you guys i mean you're still putting in the miles finding other places absolutely absolutely and you know my when when he when he came to me and he said let me do this 
like I didn't say right away yes. Like I, I really had to think about it because you know, it, it, for all intents and purposes, you know, Meg is my baby. Sure. And I'm like, ah, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And I finally said, you know what? All right, you know, let's do this. And honestly, it's the best decision I ever made because he's <laughs> his his booking philosophy to me is, do you trust me? Yeah. And I say, and I'll say yes, and he'll say okay, and I'll say, what are you going to do? And he'll say, you'll see. <laughs> because he, <laughs> a lot of the things that if he would have came to me and said, I want to do this, I would have said, no, that'll never work. We can't do that. And I would have been wrong, you know? So, uh, I mean, he is he has got the, the mind for putting together quality shows well you know? if you look up and down the cards you see a, a really good heavy mix of a lot of students but then good veterans and then it's also not not necessarily guys that you'll see all over i mean um you know aiw runs obviously not too far away and aiw is putting on a great product but at the same time Absolutely. like if, if you want to go see an aiw show you can see those guys but you go to a mega show and you'll see some really really good workers that you might not be able to see everywhere else, and I think it's a really good mix uh, on your on your current talent roster and what you guys have done the last you know few years. Right, absolutely, man. You, you know, you got to have um, uh, a good mix of basically your 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 circus talent. You know, you have to have uh, you have to have the strongman, you have to have the acrobats, you have to have the freak show. You know, and you might not like fans might like one part, but they'll like the other. You know, you kind of have to have that. Um, that mix to have, you know, a, a, a solid show. You can't have seven matches of the same thing. Exactly. And, 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 and I've, you know, been up there and Brandon does a really good job too of kind of making sure, you know, hey, that you're not going to see three or four of the same style of matches on the same card. Like make sure that just there's a little tinker, you know, different here and there. And, and it does, it yeah. makes for a good entertaining show. Um, and then that being said about the students, that's a, it's, it can be a double-edged sword. You figure if you load your show up with students, you might have a, somewhat of an in, inexperienced card. And if you had only students, that might be the case. But, I mean, the truth of the matter is is students usually sell tickets. You know, they, they bring people in. They're going to bring sure. friends and family to come and watch them. And at that point, then you give them a very good wrestling show, then they'll come back again. Then they'll, you know, become fans. Whereas they start just to go support their friend or family. Right. That, um, and that's what you hope. Absolutely. And I can, I mean, I'm just thinking back. I mean, you know, not everybody makes it, of course, but the majority of the students that have been coming through have gone, you know, gone on, some have gone on to really big things. And then, you know, the most part, at least are making towns, having good, successful, independent careers. So it's, it's a testament to what you guys are doing up there. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. I, I can be I can be a baby face in real life. I'm only a heel in the locker room and in the it <laughs> out in front of the shows. Uh, I, I'm trying to get Jeff to uh, to run the captain in the first mate up at Mega. He says that I'm not a character up there, and I told him, "Well, not with that attitude, you're not." <laughs> we were we were wondering. I was trying to get a clip, and I wasn't able to uh, to get a clip in time. But we wondered if you could. Um, Tell the story of how uh, Madman Fulton captured your soul with one strike last year. <laughs> my, my lord, my lord. Uh, so, um, I mean, it's your fault because, you know, I'm suspending <laughs> you, uh, of course. Uh, and it always seems like at the these drop heck diabetes event, there's at least uh, one point in every show where my life is in danger somehow. <laughs> and uh, so, you know... Um, Madman Fulton managed to get a hold of me, and um, let's just say that the chop um, managed to pop um, every one of my students, uh, my girlfriend, uh, Buddy the Bulldog, and, and I, me. I, 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 and I, yeah, I was going to say I believe you stopped whatever you were doing because <laughs> um, it did. It, it was definitely a shotgun, so, uh... <laughs> was, my uh, favorite, like, well, no, I don't know my favorite part, but what I liked about that is we get to the back, and, you know, we're, you know, we're, we're still selling it, and I mentioned, I'm like, you know how many times he chopped me out there? <laughs> right. Zero. <Nine>. Zero. <laughs> he, gave, he gave me a mean no. airplane spin. I had to take a, a spanking from Timmy Galchick. I got mine out there, Trax. It, it's okay. Right, right, we, right. We'll call, right, we'll, no. we'll call but, it equal. 
but no, but Fulton's a hell, hell of a nice guy, and he, you know, he came out to help out a great cause that night. So he I'll, did, and he's, I'll take a chop. I'll take a chop for that. And he and he's awesome. Uh, you know, he he yeah. got started with uh, with Jimmy Lee. You know, in Mansfield, so not far from us. He's basically a local guy, and kind of uh, went up and down through the system. But really, he's he's hitting his stride right now. If you've seen any of his work on Impact, I mean, he's, oh yeah. And I mean, you look at the guy; that guy just looks like a superstar. So, um, but yeah, that was a, that was a really cool match. That was a really good time, and the majority of the people that I talked to definitely enjoyed that match. So it wasn't all for naught, Captain. You you uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you lost. You, he might have chopped the soul right out of your body, but it was for a good cause, and it entertained everybody. Well. So. I mean, they say gingers don't have souls anyway, so I might be safe. Hey, he might have chopped you so hard that you developed a soul and then lost it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, hey, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna take to uh, to from social media and uh, and and hit you with some of the questions we got from some of the, the listeners. Uh, you 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 ready? Uh, I'm, ready? I'm very scared at this point. I, I'm I'm frightened. I just want you to know. What well, you should be, but we're gonna start you off easy. Uh, friend of the show, Joe Hirschberger, really really good dude. Ran uh, of course ran the um, autism awareness show uh, last year. Yes. He runs it every year. Um, Again, can't put that over enough. We had a great time there last year with uh, Demolition, One Man Gang, Bob Roop. Uh, you know, lots and lots of big stars were just telling stories, and they could have went on all night. It was awesome. Um, but he, he actually wrote in with a question. He'd love to hear some of your JT Lightning stories. And for anybody who doesn't know, which I'm, I'm figuring anybody's listening to this, they know who JT is, but JT is the long, long-time promoter of Cleveland All Pro Wrestling which was really was the staple of independent wrestling in the Northeast and, for sure. and, and a, just really all over for a while. And uh, legendary promoter, pro wrestler, and he passed away way, way, way too early from cancer. Uh, but he'd love to hear some of your JT stories, uh, anything that you can share, and then some uh, oh, other promotions to – well, we'll go ahead and hit me with JT stories first, and then we'll hit you with the, two, the second part of the two. Yeah, there's – there's there's so many, so many stories that I could go with. First of all, there's there, there's a ton. Well, let's and I, hit, I have let, to admit, you have to say, hit me with a funny story, and then hit me with a how JT was about to kill somebody story. And there's plenty of both. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, um, you know, okay. Well, let's let's do the let's do the, the funny story. All right, so. Um, you know, JT would uh, a lot of times like um, he would use uh, mega students on his show. You know, to give mm-hmm. them a chance in the ring. And um, and I don't even remember where we were. And it wasn't a it wasn't a Cleveland All Pro, and it wasn't a mega show. But we were at another show, and I was uh, I was doing the music, so I was kind of behind the curtain peeking out. And uh, JT's out doing his match, and. Um, Arm Anderson is refereeing. Yeah. Um, and for those of you that Not don't Arne know, um, uh, I couldn't Arne, tell. Yeah. And he he's uh, uh, refereeing this match. And um, for those that don't know, Arm has uh, mild cerebral palsy, and uh. you know, but a damn good referee. So he's out there, and um, they're doing their thing. And uh, JT goes down for a pin, and as Arn comes around to count the pin, one of his shoes flies off. <laughs> and as he goes to, as if that wasn't bad enough, as he goes down for the count, he manages to hook his finger um, on the arm of his glasses and pull his own glasses off. <laughs> so JT gets the two count, looks up to yell at the ref. And the ref is putting his putting his shoe on, <laughs> looking for his glasses. And it couldn't be with anybody, like with 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 any of us. Like you know, I would I'd be out there making a joke of some sort. Like I mean, it's a it's a crazy situation. But with JT, I can only imagine where the story's gonna go. <laughs> so he stops, and looks at the ref, looks back to the curtain, and yells, "Traxer, what are you doing to me? This guy's out here falling apart." <laughs> <laughs> and everybody just loses it. And, of course. and of, course, of course, you know, dude can't get his shoe back on right. He can't get his glasses back on right. And it's just. <laughs> and you got to feel bad for Arm because if anybody even mildly knows JT, intense would probably be like the first word you would use to describe JT. Sure. Uh, sure. And he's, he was an, absolutely an amazing guy, but he was intense. He had a temper. And so you would, <laughs> you know, poor arm is probably out there shitting his pants. on what JT is going to say or do to him. 
Right, right. Uh, <laughs> um, so yeah, so he's he's uh, arms out there falling apart. I just talked to him yesterday the first for the first time in a while, so that's probably why that story is on my mind. But I got you. Um, so, uh, so yes, yeah, story where JT was going to murder someone again. Um, those pick, are pick your much, favorite. Yeah, right. I'm gonna pick a favorite. Um, so. Um, we're getting, we're leaving a Cleveland All Pro show, so we're in um, Turner's Hall, which used to be where Cleveland All Pro ran mm-hmm. shows forever, ever, never. Um, and I, it's me and Sean Blaze and Mike, Mikey Lightning, JT's son, mm-hmm. are kind of standing up bullshitting, and we're like, we're the last ones left. And from behind the curtain, we just hear like a crash, like something getting thrown. Now the, show, know, the, the show's over. Everything seems like it's shows done, over. gone Every, smooth. Every, Everything's everyone, good. Everyone is gone. Yeah, everyone is gone except for the three of us talking. And and uh, we hear you know crash, boom, bang. Um, and I don't know what your language parameters are on this show. It, it's uh, it's but, e for explicit. Uh, we, we, yeah. <laughs> anything goes, okay. pal. So we hear motherfucker, and we're like, uh-oh. And here, you know, JT is like, what the fuck? Are you trying to fuck me? And we're just kind of like, uh, uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> and Mike's like, um, I'm going to go check on my dad. So he runs up the ramp, sticks his head through the curtain for two seconds, turns back around, and he's like, come here, come here, I need help, I need help. And we're thinking, oh, what the hell? So... We come running up uh, and peek our heads through the curtain, and JT has the um, the guy who has been doing his video editing up against the wall by the throat, uh, and his feet are not touching the ground. Oh. And he's yelling, motherfucker, don't you ever try to fuck me, I'll kill you. And we're just kind of like, um... JT, maybe you should put him down. Fuck him! I'm gonna kill him. Like he's maybe, in the maybe, air maybe by the throat. I mean, he is in danger, <laughs> like the real life danger. Right. Like maybe, maybe, maybe you shouldn't do that. And eventually, he he puts this guy down. But apparently, the story was um, uh, product wasn't finished, and this guy uh, was asking for more money. Okay. And he uh, caught JT at the wrong time. Wow. Were you backstage the night that he almost killed, we call him lovingly pregnant Dave, David Young? Uh, I was. You were backstage for that story? <laughs> Give I, your actually, side. Well, let, me, let, me, let me take that back. I wasn't backstage. I was at the, um, the, the, the entry table. I was doing JT's uh, door gate that night, uh, but I was sitting next to his wife. Oh, oh even Because better. his wife didn't know anyone, so his wife was posted up next to me. Yeah. <laughs> is, this, is this your hint on telling me telling that story? Yeah, please give me your bird's eye view because here's the thing. I, I didn't know JT well enough to ever get the story from him. Dave did. He trained with Kevin as a referee, but then uh, went out on his own, you know, making shots, which is fine. But the word is that he got a little mouthy with JT, which is not a good idea uh, unless you're ready for right. the repercussions. So if you uh, have a firsthand is, account. I, 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 I can I will tell you this story from my perspective. Feel free to feel free to talk to talk to uh, talk to Dave and, and get his perspective. But. Um, so I'm, I'm sitting at the door, um, with, with his missus and all of a sudden he sticks his head through the door and he says, let's go. And she said, what? He said, let's go. And she said, but the show isn't over. And he said, let's go right now. And, and the only thing that I noticed is like his face is like flushed, like bright, bright fire engine red, which happens anytime that you're any sort of, even like a confrontation argument. Like, you know how it is. Like if you're, you, everybody knows that face where you're in a altercation. Yeah. Right. And he's got a he's got a knot on top of his head. Well, that doesn't happen in every altercation, <laughs> right, right? So uh, apparently, what had happened was uh, in the they were in the downstairs locker room, and JT was giving him the business about um, 
what he was doing and that he he was not not doing what he was supposed to in the match that he was doing not such a great job with with the with the referee giving him criticism and, which you know any good promoter and, should do and, you want to take care of your own product right and 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 JT can be kind of harsh sometimes you know so um apparently uh apparently Dave took that um uh, personally and as he walked out of the locker room and turned the corner to go back upstairs to uh to the show he said loud enough that jt heard him fuck you yes that is and, the <laughs> and, and that was about the end of that and uh, i think he, I, I think uh, even jt gave the uh, from what i've heard is the uh, what did you say to me and he said i said fuck you jt <laughs> <laughs> so he doubled down on it <laughs> He doubled down, yeah, <laughs> but uh, and uh, and then he he got roughed up a little bit. Uh, that's that's pretty much the Clistos version that I've heard as well. Uh, we'll, we'll keep it light here, and uh, I don't want you to bear anybody yet. Uh, but I will like to ask you, though. You, I like how you put that in there. Yeah, yet, you know, you've been promoting for twenty years, and then on top of promoting your own shows, you've done you know you know sound and ring rentals for lots of other shows. Give me one or two guys that you think that really had potential. Uh, to you know, make make it, make money, get signed, what have you. Guys that had potential that really you thought really could have done something that for whatever reason uh, just didn't happen. Okay, um, I'll uh, I'll um, okay, I'll, I will go outside of mega students just because um, I'm a little biased there. Um, well, I mean, there could be, I, you could have had a student that maybe, you know, just had to move across the country for a job or something. So it's not necessarily, he didn't make right. it because he wasn't, you know, he had all the potential, right. but he wasn't tough enough. I mean, there might be different reasons. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll, t- I'll tell you three. I can think of three and you'll see why I'm saying three here. Um, the first would be, um, virus and unknown. Oh man. Those guys could go. Uh, who were, uh, you know, singles and tag team for quite a while. Um, and, you know, it just, it, it uh, for whatever reason, and I don't know what the reason was, it just didn't end up happening for them. And, you know, then uh, they, uh, you know, re- there was real life. And, you know, the, as far as, as what I understand, you know, they all have families and all that now. And uh, But I really do think that, that either as a, as a tag team or, or singles, I think those guys could have... Especially, you know, especially with what wrestling has become, right? Yes, especially in this era. Um, as we know, were coming up, they... you know, because I, I was about the same age as those guys as well, as we were coming up in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, you know, I mean, TNA was getting started, and there's the X Division and what have you, but still, yeah, I mean, WWE was going to be all, and there, if you were 230 pounds, you were tiny. I mean, you were. You mm-hmm. were not, and Virus was obviously smaller than that. Me and Unknown were closer to the same size. Um uh, but that like those guys were just small guys, and to see what wrestling's become, especially, yeah, I think those guys really, really could have made something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say another another guy, and this is going to the total opposite end um, that that I think could have um, could have headlined was uh, Jason Bain. I agree completely. Uh, Jason Bain was built like a built like a man's man. wasn't a bodybuilder. wasn't the wasn't you know a giant, but just I mean just the motherfucker at the end of the bar that you would not mess with. <laughs> Bald head, goatee, just built, stocky. Just I mean a man's man. But then in the ring, he could absolutely go. I mean he was a powerhouse wrestler, but he could keep up with the smallest you know fastest wrestlers out there. Absolutely. Absolutely, and and that was a uh, you know another another um, case of uh, you know real life kind of thing. And to my understanding, um, you know he was made an, an offer at some point to uh, to maybe get looked at, but um, he has always had a a very good job, mm-hmm. and for him to to take the offer that he got, he would actually make less money than he would have at his job. Right. Uh-huh. So that, and, that was, uh, that was, a family, especially would... too. That's, that's a, that's a decision that's going to be really hard to get over. Right. Right. And you know, hell of a nice guy. I don't want to, I don't want to ruin his gimmick. 
hell of a nice guy, always mm-hmm. one of my favorite people, you know, to talk to. Don't don't talk to him nearly enough. You know, I see him every once in a while on um, on the Facebook and all that. But uh, you know, I, I definitely think that uh, you know, man, I can see him up there with you know with a with a Braun Strowman or someone someone oh, like sure. that. Because I mean, he had raw raw strength. But again, I remember seeing him and, and Sean Blaze have some really really good matches together. You know, so he could mm-hmm. he could work the hostile, but he could you know really just go bell to bell with anyone. Absolutely. I agree with you completely. Um, let's see what we got here. Christopher K wants to know what's your favorite Wendy's drive through story. Wendy's drive through story. It might've been the night. Uh, this is actually, you were talking about BB, BB McLean's earlier, uh, working for Shatza, <laughs> which is uh, um, the diamond Royale nowadays. It hasn't been BB McLean's uh, okay. for over 15 years, but, all of us folks here in Stark County know what the Diamond Royale is, as it is the uh, probably the top gentleman's club in the area. I was going to say, that sounds like the name of a gentleman's club. It, absolutely, it absolutely is a gentleman's club nowadays. Yeah. Um, well, on, on one of those shows, um, somehow Shasta had talked me into uh, working a um, weapons cruiserweight battle royal. Which is fantastic. Wow. See, which by the way, since this is not video, Ooh, we'll just wow. we'll just we'll be polite and say that the captain uh, Jeff Traxler is not a cruiserweight. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So um, uh, I am in the I am in the battle royal. Uh, I am uh, I take a a chair shot from a deranged. And who's also uh, not a cruiserweight. No, I'm I'm tossed, <laughs> I'm tossed tossed over the top rope. Uh, and, um, everything goes bad. Uh, I roll my ankle, uh, get to the back, get back upstairs, uh, get my wrestling boot off. And it is more than obvious that I have broken my ankle. Uh, so, uh, as we decide to, you know, we go home, um, I get stuffed in the, uh, in the car, whatever little teeny tiny car that Chris Cole had at the time, uh, <laughs> with with the thought, okay, we're going straight back home, and I'm going to the hospital. Uh, but uh, no, um, Chris uh, Chris Cole, who I'm sure is not Christopher K, um, <laughs> uh, decides that it it's more important to go through the Wendy's drive through um, on the way home uh, than to you know get uh, his friend with the broken leg uh, to the hospital <laughs> it'll only take a minute i believe um i, I believe uh, i believe it might have been arrow who was also in the car said dude he's got a broken leg and uh, uh cole's response was well it's not going to get any more broken <laughs> that, that is the most chris cole response <laughs> it's not going to get any more broken uh-huh. <laughs> i mean he's yeah, not wrong yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. He's not wrong. He wasn't wrong. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Oh, okay. This is a good one. Um, you got a, you got Wilbur Whitlock, Chris Cole, Shane Sensation, Fuck, Mary Kill. Oh, this is a good one. We we pretty Ooh. much know what it's going to be, though. Um, I'm I'm going to say uh, uh, Kill Cole, Mary, yeah. Mary Wilbur, F. Shane. Yeah, that was 100%. It. Shane's the prettiest. You want to kill Cole anyways. <laughs> And you know, me and you get along pretty good. So, <laughs> and I, and I know, I know, you, I know you're domesticated, and and you have, you know, you have beautiful children that I know you have to cook for. So I'm, I'm domesticated. Yeah, yeah, well, Chris, Chris Cole can cook too, but yeah, but no, you you want to kill Cole, uh, and then you don't want to marry Shane because Shane does all that vegan bullshit, which you know, I mean, it's healthy. Yeah, I can't handle that. But no. and then you'd have to deal with Shane every day. Like it, it'd be a lot. So. I'd, I'd marry you alone for your tacos, man. My, you marry alone for my uh, my pulled pork tacos? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm marriage material on pulled pork tacos alone. <laughs> we we absolutely 100 uh, percent guessed that one tracks. Like we we were pretty certain that was the way that was going to go. That was that was kind of that was kind of a softball. Yeah, uh, Derek D wants to know why you love him. Good question. <laughs> I mean, it, cha- it changes all the time, mostly uh, mostly because uh, he was so happy to get cotton candy Saturday night. <laughs> Is there a backstory to that? I mean, I, I know. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's not I any, love Derek to death, but I could understand. There's got to be a story here. 
there was no, there was a, a a new promotion like we were talking about that ran their first show this past Saturday night, and so uh, there were uh, a good dose of of mega kids and AIW kids on this show. Mm-hmm. So um, all the wrestling dads kind of showed up to watch their kids, and uh, <laughs> Derek Derek may or may not have been. Um, Inviting a little bit, uh, but uh, he went to the concession stand and came back, and he has got like the biggest tower of cotton candy I've ever seen in my life. I can just picture that. And, <laughs> and he had to make sure that I saw it and tell me you should sell this at your concession stand. <laughs> he, he's he's an entrepreneur. That Derek direction. Uh, we we I don't want to keep you too much longer, Chaxler. So one more question. Uh, Friend of the show, CM Punk, wants to know, when am I getting my fucking $50? (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Love it. Oh, there it is. There it is. (laughs) He doesn't have an answer for him. See, tracks are so cheap, he he still won't pay CM Punk the $50. Nope. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, ending with that, I mean, legitimately, like, CM Punk worked some mega shots back in the day. That's, uh, you know, when they were coming up back in those early 2000s, as we mentioned, there wasn't uh, there wasn't an, an indie show on every corner. So to make their name, those guys, uh, Punk and Cabana and all those guys came through, did mega, did, uh, did Cleveland All-Pro, of course. Um, anybody, any other notable names that you have some, you know, good or bad stories uh, coming through the mega doors? Um, I mean, you know, I have to say, like, I've been pretty fortunate um, uh, of people um, that you would consider name value that have come through. Um, I've been pretty fortunate. I can only think of maybe one or two bad experiences. Um, Did you book Buddy Landell on any of your shows? I did. I did, but, you know... (laughs) um, I'll, I'll say this, uh, even though he was going to shoot me, it was uh, was a good experience. Um, <laughs> Not shoot on you, maybe, literally shoot you, which is, you know. Maybe, maybe I should tell this story? You know what, I, I don't see what's a better way to close out our segment than a, the good nature boy Buddy Landell I, I, about to shoot I, Traxler love, story. Yeah. I, would love, I would love to close it with the Buddy Landell story. So, um, basically, uh, and this involves JT as well, so... Um, JT calls me up and he says, hey, man, I got Buddy Landell coming in. Um, He wants to do a seminar. I said, I think that would be fantastic. He said, okay, you know, uh, do you want to do it at your place? Okay, we'll do it at at the the mega school. Uh, We'll do that on Thursday. JT's show was Friday. Uh, My show was Saturday. So we're going to book Buddy. He's going to come in. He's going to do the seminar. He's going to do JT's show. He's going to do my show. And so everybody's happy. Um, whatever time the, uh, seminar was scheduled for, uh, Buddy was late. Okay. Buddy was very late. Um, so by the time Buddy showed up, there was probably, uh, I want to say maybe six students left. Mm-hmm. Uh, as opposed to when it started, there was probably 13 or 14. Um, so he does this, he does the seminar, blah, blah, blah. Um, he gets, you know, he, he gets the money from that, but he asks, uh, Oh, where's the rest of my money? I said, well, what do you mean the rest of your money? He's like, well, for your show, I said, well, I'll pay you on Saturday. Right. Well, he kind of, um, kind of grumbled about that. Da, 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 da. Um, Saturday we go to JT or Friday we go to JT's show. Um, JT says, Hey, just so you know, Buddy's gonna gonna ask you about the money again. And I was like, I I told him I'm paying at my show, and he goes, That's what I told him. And I told him you were good for it, you know. And I said, Okay, well, Buddy must ask me two or three times at that show about about his money. Like, hey, brother, you know, uh, I need to get that money, and I, I I don't have it right now, Buddy. I'll I'll take care of you on Saturday. And that's the normal know? way things operate, but also you got to with the guy like Buddy Landell, which if, if for anybody who's listening that uh, isn't familiar, do a quick Google search and you'll understand why you want Buddy Landell at your show and <laughs> at your show before you give him the money. It it, it makes sense. <laughs> right. Right, okay. right. And, and and let me let me let me uh, add to this too. The the seminar that he actually did was great. Uh, he worked his ass off on JT's show. Uh, he worked his ass off on my show. But, of course, as soon as he got there, you know, he, he was asking for his money. But I, well, I'll have a 
cold when the show's over, buddy. I'll pay everybody at the same time. So, um, as soon as the show ended, the bell rang. I said, "Okay, Ooh, I'm paying Buddy first. Yeah, he's asked so me I once go or out, twice. He's asked me at least once or twice. Uh, I go out to where he was sitting, and he was uh, he was sitting at the merch table with. Uh, I, I know it was Chandler Bingens. It might have been John Thorne too, but he was sitting at the mer- merch table. I go and I was like, uh, "Hey, where's Buddy? Oh, he's looking for you. He went to, into the kitchen. So okay, so I go to the kitchen. Did Buddy come through here? No." Okay. Uh, well, he was, but he went outside. Okay. So then I go outside, and whoever was standing out there, I was like, was Buddy, is Buddy out here? Yeah, he came out here. He was looking for him. Like, I know. Where'd he go? I don't know. He went back inside. So I go back inside. I go over to the gimmick table again. Did Buddy come back here? No. Okay, but he was, he was here, and he was looking for you. Go to the locker room. Is Buddy back here? No, but he just came through here looking for you. And I'm like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. Sure, yeah. I, I go back to the kitchen. Was Buddy in here again? Yeah, he just came through here. And I said, okay, I'm not moving. I'm yeah. staying here until he finds me. And about five seconds later, here comes Buddy. Hey, man. I was like, hey, buddy, here you go. You know, here, thanks. You know, thanks. I really appreciate it. And he takes the money and he counts and he's like, oh, all right, brother. Thank you. And he, t- he grabs me and he hugs me and he kisses me on both cheeks. <laughs> and my mom's, my mom is working the concession stand. He grabs my mom. He hugs my mom. He kisses her. And he's off into the night. Yeah. Well, what I didn't know was the reason Buddy had gone outside was Buddy had gone to his car and he came back in and gave Chandler Biggins his gun to hold because he <laughs> thought that I was going to try to stiff it. Wow. <laughs> wow. So I find this out after the show and Biggins tells me this and I said, Biggins, don't you think this is something you should have told me? And he was like, well, you know, I knew you were good for it. And, and like, at that point, Biggins had the gun. So, you know, I guess you were all right. right, right. Yeah. I, I yeah. guess I was in the safest place. He was planning some, uh, some shenanigans, and uh, I didn't know. But uh, well, what's wild about uh, that is, is, I mean, not only is it wild enough that, you know, he might have been worried that he was going to get stiffed that he went out to get his gun, but if, if there was any sort of thing where if you dropped the envelope on the floor accidentally or something, just didn't have his money on the spot, he would have gotten his gun from Biggins, making Biggins an accomplice, which is just even even better. It's just even more icing on that Buddy Landau cake. Yeah. Right, right. But, uh, uh, yeah, but, I mean, despite that incident, no, but one, he, was, he was a super cool guy. Oh, that's awesome, Trax. Well, man, thanks so much for... Uh, for, for calling in and providing us with some awesome stories. And again, uh, anybody, anybody at all who's in that area, you know, go out, support Crown Prince show on the 25th. We will, uh, we'll link up a clip of you giving the details, make sure that's uh, shareable on YouTube and Facebook yeah. and everything. So, uh, easily accessible. Awesome. If they just want to get to the skivvy of the details on that. But of course I would suggest anybody, uh, you know, then stick around and listen to the rest of this pod because we had a, we had a lot of fun for telling sure. some stories. Right, I appreciate you guys having me. All right, Captain. Well, if I don't see you until then, I'll be seeing you uh, around July for Dropkick Diabetes. we got to figure out uh, what way we can make an ass out of ourselves then. Uh, <laughs> All right, who's who's going to beat me about the head and shoulder area this time? Exactly. Hey, well, when you have a skill, which, by the way, this last year <laughs> we got beat by Madman Fulton. Uh, we got beat by Ricky Morton. We got beat by a nine-year-old child. And then uh, by a faux superhero. We did not have a very successful year uh, in the ring, but we we did raise a lot of money and had a lot of fun. So I guess that's that's right. That's, that's right. That's important. One of them was a legend. That's pretty good. Uh, it, well, yeah, the the nine year old child. He is a legend. He has a mean uh, meteora off of uh, Madman Fulton's shoulders. I can testify to that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Captain, again, thanks so much, brother. I'll let you go. Uh, get the training. Uh, best of luck to you guys on the twenty fifth and going forward, man. Take care of yourself. All right, take care, guys. See yep. you, bud. Well, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Something, something a little different. And again, I knew we'd get some some really cool stories about 
you know, just how independent wrestling was back in the day. Uh, he made no effort to pay CM Punk his fifty dollars. He did not. Uh, <laughs> that was that wasn't happening. Uh, but no, really, really cool catching up with the captain. And again, uh, you know, I, as I say this, I would like to mention that Mid Ohio Wrestling, my home promotion. Also has a show on January 25th, or else I would have uh, I would have been at this show myself. Um, so I'm absolutely going to plug my own show for all the local folks. Uh, we have our anniversary show, which is the show that you were at last year. Yeah, uh, where me and Patrick Hayes beat the living shit out of each other for 30 minutes. Uh, did. Uh, I'll be in a tag team title bout with my my partner, fellow deplorable Bobby Beverly. Nice. We're taking on a couple of dweebs, uh, Mac Ale- Max Alexander and Izzy Lambert, uh, both of which like music that is you know way out of style yeah so uh, you're talking shit yeah well that's what i do uh <laughs> madman fulton the aforementioned madman fulton will be in town he's wrestling joshua bishop who is a young up-and-comer nice. may i w wrestling you're gonna see a lot of that kid in the future that should be a big match uh dominic greeny who's a canton native uh trains up in aiw he's actually the head trainer up there uh he's on major league wrestling mlw tv okay. uh, so he's doing really well he's wrestling ethan wright who is uh, another uh, top-notch competitor so, so this is a loaded card man we got a uh, a street fight between chase winners and tommy chill if uh chill wins he gets five minutes alone with our controller cody white uh <laughs> and wow. if you remember tommy chill he's a, about a 350 pound monster so Oof. if he gets that win cody might be in a lot of trouble uh, big multi-man scramble. Uh, yeah, man. Loaded. And oh, the main event, I mean, I'll get yelled at if I forget this. Uh, Patrick Hayes is taking on Alex Matthews for the uh, Mid-Ohio Heavyweight Championship. Oh. So really it is. It's a loaded, loaded card. So, folks, anybody here in our Stark County area, man, I really hope to see you out, at, uh, out in Maslin for the anniversary show. If you are North Cleveland, the Lyria area, Definitely go check out the Crown Prince show for uh, Mega Championship Wrestling and our friend Jeff Traxler. You really can't go wrong. You're going to see a great independent show either way. Is there uh, there a spot they can get any info they may need about it? Uh, You can follow Mid-Ohio Wrestling on Facebook. That's the the, the main source. Again, I think we got a website that's a little bit too out of date. I think just your your state, you know, I call it a brick and mortar website. Yeah, That's, uh, yeah. They're they're kind of out of fashion now with uh, with all sorts of social media. But there's a full match card, poster, all sorts of information at Mid Ohio Wrestling, and then you can also follow Mega Championship Wrestling. No matter what, follow both of those groups on uh, on Facebook just to get your information. You, you can't go wrong. Gotcha. Well, cool, man. Uh, with that, you know, I think. Uh, you know, I know we want to talk Royal Rumble. I know yeah. we want to talk Royal Rumble, but I think I think we got a lot of meat on that bone. Yeah. And I think that's got to be episode twenty-two. What do you say? No, I agree. I agree. This is this is well, we're over an hour at this point. Yeah. So yeah. I think we delivered. I think we delivered a really good show talking to uh, our friend Jeff Traxler. Yeah, he had some good stories. He had some really good stories, and uh, I think we could probably wrap this one up. Uh, exhale and let's let's talk Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, uh, I guess with that said, this was episode number 21, legally, and, uh... We're legal, daddy Oh, You, uh, you always take care of the, uh, the housekeeping at the beginning, right? So we, we don't need to do the like, share, subscribe, or should we tell them the like, share, subscribe? Well, I didn't do the housekeeping at the beginning, so yes, like, share, I thought you had the, vid- the the recording at the beginning. Oh, uh, no, I, can, I guess I could do one if you, you could want do me that. to. You could do that, but you know what? We're good at this, too. Yeah, yeah, we are. Like, like, share, share and subscribe. Facebook.com slash Ohio WrestleCast. If you got us T-shirts on T-shirts available, teespring.com slash OWC. If you got us on those Apple Podcasts, we'd love a good review. Yep. Good review, five stars if you think we've earned it. Man. Stitcher Radio, iHeartRadio, I think Spotify, we're on there. Anything uh, you can do to click that subscribe button really helps us out, really helps us get noticed. Uh, for sure. And uh, we appreciate all the views on YouTube. And, yeah. And uh, yeah, we're going to come through here with some Royal Rumble talk and uh, – and hopefully keep you guys posted with some great wrestling content. Exactly. Uh, that said, until next time. Bye, Internet. <laughs>